good to be here today, be in God's house today. Amen. Sure miss Sister Linda this morning, but I know she's a treading the streets of gold this morning, so puts a smile on my face, sad in my heart, you know, not to look over and see her, but uh, I do desire your prayers this morning as we try to speak to you for just a few moments this morning. Uh, I want you, if you got your Bibles with you, I want you to turn away to Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, and we're going to read a couple of things, and uh, really not using, uh, thank you, Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. And we're going to go to a couple of places this morning. Amen. I was always raised up. I was raised up in, I guess you call it the good old days, I guess. I don't know if it's good or not, but I was always raised up with rules and regulations from the house. Amen. Amen. You know, from the beginning of time, you know, you get, you know, you look back for just a little bit, for just a minute, and when you know God created everything, you know, made Adam and took Eve and put them in the garden, He had a rule for them. And if they broke the rules, you know, they had consequences to pay for it. We know what happened, and they did. A little later on, you know, through the time God sent down the Ten Commandments, and they was rules and regulations. Amen. Amen. So there've always been rules and regulations to follow. And as you know, I was at home, you know, when you know, I was raised at home the way I was raised, you know, we had we had rules and and I knew what the consequences was if you didn't follow them. It was a timeout. You, you know the rest of the story. It was uh I guess the kids nowadays would call it child abuse, but it wasn't back then. It was just being disciplined. In the beginning, God you know, all the things we have over the time, and I think most of you agree with this, took these, and we kind of say we've we got no boundaries today much. Amen. But God's still got boundaries. Yes. And if we still break these boundaries, there's pay, come back to pay. You know, we're going to, get pay, we're going to have to pay for it. And I want to read this to you for just a little bit. I want you, if you get your Bible, I'd like for you to read it on with me. And I'm not a great reader, if y'all know that. But I want to read just a couple, of, few verses here, then put that, plant that in mind, and we're going to another place here. But the Bible says in Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, he says, Val, and, and start with the first verse, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe all, to observe and to do all the commandments which I have commanded thee this day, that the Lord thy God has set thee on high above all nations on the earth. All these blessings shall come upon thee and overtake thee if thou hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shall thou be in, blessed shall thou be in the city, blessed shall be in the field. Blessed the fruit of the body, the fruit of the ground, the fruit of the cattle, the fruit of the kin, and the fruit of the sheep. Blessed shall be the basket in the store. I'm just going, you, can, you get a chance, you can read on through that sometime if you want to. But there's, God tells us, tells us here, if we be obedient, there are blessings to follow. And it seems like through the Bible, that, you know, the, this is my personal opinion, we won't read the good stuff and leave out the other stuff. Amen. Amen. But you read on down, start with it now, start with me to the, skip down to the 15th verse. 
If it come to pass, if I will not listen to the voice of the Lord thy God and to observe all his commandments and statutes, I will command thee this day that all these curses shall be upon thee and overtake thee. Curse shall be in the city and curse shall be in the field. Curse shall be in the basket and the store. Curse shall be the fruit of the body and the fruit of the land and the increase of kin and the flocks of the sheep. Curses shall they be when they come in and curses shall they be when they go out. Stop there and you can read the rest of it later on. But they are... Blessings, if we be obedient, but they also are consequences of pay if we be disobedient. Amen. Amen. But we know we have kind of, you know, changed everything today, and this is some of this my own personal opinion. We just want to read all the good stuff that's in the Bible. And it seems like it's the way we want to worship today, all the, I don't know, I don't really want to, I may have said that wrong. We want to just focus on everything that's great. But there are, in the Bible, there are things going to happen and there are consequences to pay for. He said, if we be disobedient, we're going, I'll put this in my own version, we're going to be in trouble. Okay, maybe we'll just a moment. Turn with me, if we will, to 2 Samuel. We're going to read this few things, or a couple of things, or read a story. And I've used this very often, I have used this and preached on this many times before, but I want to use it this morning for just a little bit. Turn with me to 2 Samuel, the 6th chapter. And we got to a point today, I think, you know, and we, we, we kind of say, well, what's it hurt? Amen. You know what I talk about? You know, it's no big deal. You know, you wouldn't think, you know, when, you know, they took of the, of the fruit of the tree in the beginning time, what would it hurt? But God said, don't do it. He said, don't do it. If you do, you're going, you're going to pay for it. And we know what happened. And we see today, you know, and, and there, you know, I still believe that the Bible says that Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's not changed. Amen. I believe his word does not change any whatsoever. Anybody believe that? I believe it's still the same. I still believe there's a heaven. I still believe there's a place called hell. And we don't hear much about that today because nobody wants to talk about that what you're going to pay for if you don't do what's right. Amen. And the Bible tells us that the only way we get to heaven is through the Jesus Christ. It's through his blood. We make him our personal savior. We make him our personal savior. Believe in him. And ain't nothing can keep you away from heaven. I believe that today. I believe that today. I believe also today, you know, that, you know, that God's word today is very powerful today. Amen. I don't believe it's lost anything. I believe it still can heal, it can still save, and it can still turn the world around if we'll just listen and be obedient to his word. That's what the Bible tells us. Amen. We look at all that's happening today in the world today, and we say, you know, why are all these things happening? You can buy the, well, I just read to you, you can kind of boil it down into just one thing because we're being disobedient to the word of God. Amen. Just for a moment, think about it. First of moment, we're being disobedient to the word of God. Is all these things is happening today, and we 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 got into our minds today. Which what's a big deal? The Bible tells us, and I read it, I read it a while ago when I was back in the office. There, I got my ways are not your ways, my thoughts are your thoughts. We don't understand why we got to do this. We don't understand why we got to go through stuff, but we just got to have enough faith. Believing God knows what He's doing, Amen. and I'm a firm believer. God knows what He's doing. He knows what he's doing. 
And we read about, you know, and this, and I've used this many times, and this is what, you know, look at in this story in the Bible, you thought, man, why did God do this? You talk, you talk about the Ark of the Covenant. Anybody, everybody know much about the Old Testament knows it was a very precious thing. And I want to read to you just a little bit about it this morning, the Ark of the Covenant. You know, it was that God, he gave instructions for how it to be, what was to be built. He gave instructions, you know, ever how he wanted everything. And I'm just going to plant a picture in your mind for just a moment. Then we're going to read the stories a little bit and try, didn't try to uh, speak, just preach to you for just a few little bit here. This ark, you know, that God, you know, he, you, you can find some this, you can find this in Exodus where the instructions was. But I'm just going to, I got a thing my Bible here. I want to take just briefly tell you what it kind of looked like, what, you know, what they thought it kind of looked like. It may not be exactly. This Ark of the Covenant, you know, the Bible says it was, it was a box about 45 inches long, which is, you know, probably a neighborhood this long. And it's 27 inches wide. It was 27 inches tall. And the Bible says, you know, it had four, it had four uh, uh, rings on it. The on ones each side, you know, it had two on each side on of it. And it were instructions that was a pole that was be put through it to be carried by four men. And the Bible says also it was, you know, it had the lid on the ark, it was called the mercy seat, it was made of gold. And it said, you know, and it had two, uh, it, it was where the blood was sprinkled you know, by the high priest once a year for the atonement of sins. And the mountain of the lid, the Bible says here, there was two cherubs, kind of like angel figures, and their wings, you know, and if I could have, I wish I could have put this up on the screen where you could have sit a little bit more, and their wings went together and they touched at the top. And inside of this, you know, there was stuff carried in it. It was a, a pot of manna. Aaron's rod was in it. And there was uh, other things that was in it. Go all to details in the two tablets containing the Ten Commandments was in it. But the main thing I want to bring to you, God had the rules. And he had every, He specifically told how this was to be built. And that's the way they built it. He put the rings on the side of it. So they had a pole that run down the side of it, you know, on each side of it. And four men carried it. And that's the way God intended for it to be carried. God intended for us today, I believed, to go through his son, Jesus Christ, and have a personal relationship with him. Amen. I believe that today. I believe today, you know, that as we read the story, turn it to 2 Samuel's will for just a little bit here, and we're going to read the story where they took the ark, and, they, and, they, and you heard me talk about it, and you heard me preach on this many times before. That, you know, somebody's got to figure, you know, I can make it easier on myself. God never said it was going to be easy. Are you with me? We're always trying to find an easier way to do things. And maybe that's all right on some things, but some things under the word of God, some things is not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy to love your neighbors sometimes when they're being hateful to you, but the Bible tells us to do it. It's not easy to turn the other cheek, but sometimes we have to because the Bible tells us to do that. The Bible tells us to pray for enemies. You know, sometimes that's hard to do because we like to do other things. God never said it would be easy. So don't always try to look for something easier way to do things. Sometimes you go through it to get to it. It wasn't easy for the children of Israel to leave Egypt and get to the Red Sea and think it was going to be easy. But God said, I got it if you just listen to my voice. Amen. 
God told Moses one day, he told me when they were children, Israel didn't know what to do. He said, you know, you tell children, Israel, stand still and you'll see the salvation of the Lord. And the Bible says that Aaron took his rod and he pulled it towards the sea and it split open and children of Israel went across on dry ground. Amen. Amen. So the ark, you know, and it was meant, the main thing I want you to realize, it was meant to be carried because it represented God, I believe. It represented who God was, what God had brought people through, and this and that. It was something, you know, and the Bible says here in the, in the, in the second Samuel in the story, it starts in the sixth verse. And they, and they sit there, I'm going to skip down for just a little bit, and about the third verse. And they was fixing to move this ark of the ark of God, ark of covenant. And the Bible says in the third verse, they set this ark up on a new cart. And, the, you know, it was driven by some ox, you know, cattle that pulled the ark, that pulled the, the, uh, the cart that it set on. But I read back, you know, I try to read back, you know, that when they, God gave the instructions how to build it, I never read where he told them put it on a cart or let the ox pull it. He wanted men to carry it and wanted them to be proud of what they was carrying. I'm here today to tell you today, today we as Christians today are to be proud to be a Christian today and carrying this word of God because it's the best thing going in the world today. Sometimes it's not easy. And I can, this is just my personal opinion and my way of thinking about it. Sometimes as they got up that morning and God wanted them to move the ark and they was going to a different place. And somebody in the crowd probably thought, you know, I don't feel like carrying it today. Amen. Ever got up in the morning and said, I don't feel like doing it. But God said, we'd be obedient, he'll bless us. He'd be disobedient, he'll curse us. Somebody said, you know, well, we'll just set this thing on this cart. The cart's going to go anyway. And they all agreed with it. If you give sin a little budge, it'll take a long, it'll go further than you think it will. So this may not be exactly what happened, but I know they said on the cart and it took off. And if you could have seen it before when they carried it, what well, God intended for them to carry it, it was the first thing that you seen. It was the ark. It was carried. And they was proud that they was carried, I believe. Now it was sitting behind an ox, and the first thing you seen was the ox, and you couldn't see the ark. Amen. I wonder what's the first thing people see to us when they see us coming. Come on. I ain't saying you're not a Christian, but I'm just saying you've carried it back here instead of carrying it up here. Make any sense to anybody. See, I believe God's a jealous God. I believe he wanted to be praised. Didn't the Bible teach about that? He wants to hear the praise of his people. Amen. So as I was carrying this, and God said, you know, in his mind, I think, God, this is the way it's supposed to be happening. I got to get the point across to him. Amen. And we're today trying to figure out some of these things that God is trying to get our attention to today, trying to figure out how we can fix it. Come on. It's hard to raise crops today because it's going to get no rain. 
it's hard to do this and do that. We have seen in the last few years in our stores today, shelves are empty and this and that, you know all that. Everybody says cause this or cause of that. My belief is the cause of disobedience. Now you may not believe that, that's fine. But the Bible says curse you be in the store if you be disobedient to the word of God. We have taken God's word, you know, and said, you know, it's no big deal. But it is. Kenny, I mean, I come home, I used to come home from school, you know, my job was feed chickens. And when I got home with old carts, you know, and it was, you know, you wouldn't flip the switch, you know, and it was all this and that, didn't feel like it, but I knew if I didn't do it, it was going to be good when dad come home from work. And I was terrified. I wasn't terrified, but I feared what was happening. And we have taught today that we shouldn't fear God today. And that's just, you know, you may have a, you may have a different opinion than that. I don't know. But I read in the Bible, I said, you know, we have to fear God. Because there are consequences of pain when we don't fear God. Amen. We have taken this marriage thing today that it's no big deal anymore. We'll just move in together and do this or that and don't think nothing about it anymore. Amen. You won't hear this in a lot of churches preached today because we pushed it out because half the congregation is living with one another and not married legally. Don't shut me out just yet. We're not teaching our children what's right and what's wrong anymore because we let them rule the house. But according to what God says, the adults are to be the rulers of the house. Amen. You understand what I mean? Now, I'll take it a step further, a step further. The Bible says, neither the man's to be the head of the house, but sometimes the man's not there, so the woman's got to step up and do it. Just the way it is. Amen. And our children today are rebelling today because they had to follow rules and regulations. But if I could go back... And tell my dad, I thank you for all the times I thought you beat me. I would thank him. Amen. Anybody understand what I'm talking about? Because it made me a better person. If you took these rules and regulations out of here and look see what's going on, it's happening right before very eyes. It's happening in our churches today. The rules and regulations of God is being taken out and man's putting her rules in and things are going crazy. So when they carried this Ark of the Covenant, God had to get their attention. You can find out through here, when they got to Nathan's threshing floor, the ox stumbled. And the Ark of the Covenant started to fall out of the cart. And this one poor guy, he reached up there and grabbed it to stop it from falling. And the Bible says that God took his life. You'd think, man, that, why did God do that? He was just trying to keep it from falling. I think God was trying to get their attention and say, hey, this ain't the way I intended for this to happen. Amen. This ain't the way I intended for it to be moved. I intended for y'all to care it. I intended for y'all to realize, you know, that this Bible is the true word of God. This is the word of God. This is the, and we today in our time and day, I don't know if y'all get anything or not, but today we sit today and you look around and say, well, how is everything going wrong today? We blame it on, you know, today certain things happening because this or that. We're blaming all this stuff and all this and that. 
But the bottom line is, I believe we're doing disobedience to the Word of God. Amen. Amen. You can find a rule for everything in there. Amen. Amen. I'm just worried about the things that's going on in that church today. If God took this man's life because he's trying to stop this ark from falling, what's going to happen to the churches that are doing something crazy now? Stay with me. <laughs> Ordaining homosexuality so they can preach. Is that what they call the word of God? You think God sitting there and said, hey, it's going to be all right. I'm going to overlook it. <laughs> Come on, church. We serve God the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. It's all right. We understand it. We let them teach in our classes, our kids today, all this and that when God's got rules and regulations. Amen. It talks about being teachers. It talks about this. It talks about bishops and all this and that, what the rules and regulations are for it. But now you don't have to qualify by the Bible. You got to qualify by man. That's what the world's teaching. Amen. I honestly didn't have a clue what I was going to say this morning. I got up here. I just trust the Lord this morning. But there are rules and there are regulations that we got to follow. The Bible says that when this happened, that David seen this and he got aggravated at God. He didn't take it any further. He couldn't understand what's going on, in my opinion. So the Bible said they took the, the Ark of the Covenant to Obed-Edom's house. And what the Bible says, that God blessed Obed-Edom's house for three months. Amen. Why? Because the Ark was in the house. <coughs> Come on, saints, I'm here today to tell you, if you want God to bless your home, let God rule it. Let God rule it. I like what Brother Hans talked to us here the other day about, about being God being God, this and that, you know, and how God should be number one. I believe that today. Amen. And they sent word back to, to David and said, you know, David, Obed-Edom's house been blessed. It had been blessed ever since they took the ark in there. Why? Because God said, blessing will be even there'll be obedience. Amen. And David said, we got to get it back. <laughs> we got to get it back. Amen. And you know the rest of the story. David went and got it and brought it back. He said, dance before the Ark of the Covenant. Amen. I want to say this in closing. <clears throat> Maybe it's time we take the Ark off the old ox and put it back where it belongs. Amen. Maybe it's time we take the, what God give us and say, listen, I'm going to carry this in my heart. I'm not going to try to find a way to get out of carrying the ark. I'm going to try to find a way and praise God. Amen. Praise God. We've come to church this morning. 
he's running late as usual. And my wife was talking to us a moment. We was ball game. We ball game all week when we could. We've had we could have retirement party at the bank Friday. Great time. People showed up. And we went and watched the ball games. You know, when you got your kid, you know, I don't have a kid playing, I've got a kid coaching. You get excited about it. <laughs> I know Hans know, I know his mom and dad does too. And last night Mount Vernon's team's lost. But that's alright, we're going on. And Vicky said she was praying, please let, you know, for Adam be this. I'd be happy, don't let it get hurt. Then she said, you know, she got to thinking, look what God let his son go through. So she said, I quit, had to be asked for forgiveness. Am I getting sense to anybody? If we would realize what God has done for you, we'd have ball game shouts in the church for Jesus Christ. That's what I'm talking about. Ball game shouts for Jesus Christ because of what he'd done for us. Amen. Amen. You know, when you see a shot go in the basket, we jump and we holler and we scream. But all we just think about the tomb where Jesus laid and we read it there's nobody there. We are to jump and holler and praise God. He's not there. And you take it a step further. He's coming back to get us one of these days. You think about that. He's coming back to get us one of these days. He's coming back to get us one of these days. So I'm not going to let the ox carry my praise. I don't make any sense at all. I want the world to see my praise because I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ for the power of salvation. Amen. Do you believe that? Let's stand this morning. This altar's over. If you need to move your ark this morning, put it back where it belongs. If you'll come pray for any reason, come this morning. Right now, everybody needs to. For any reason you need to pray this morning, come on. Any uplifted hands, just say, I need your prayers this morning. God bless them. God bless all them hands. God bless you. God's God seen them. Let's pray this morning. Follow today in the name of Jesus Christ. We come to you thanking you for this time you've given us today to be in your house. Father, we thank you for your word today, Father. We ask you to forgive us for we have failed you, Father. We uplift our country today, Father. We know that you have blessed it, Father. We pray for our leaders today, Father, that will turn to you, Father, for their answers they need today, Father. And Father, we thank you for this church. We thank you for the people that raised their hands this morning, Father. You know what that prayer is. You know what that burden is this morning, Father. We ask you to reach down and touch it today, Father. Answer that prayer today, Father. Give us strength today, Father. 
with the anointing, the power of the Holy Spirit, Father, just anoint this church today in a mighty special way. Bless our young people, our musicians, and everyone here today, Father. We thank you, Father, for those today, Father, that got good reports today, Father. We ask all this in Jesus' name. God, people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you your prayers today. Remember all the prayer requests this was made today. God bless you and we love y'all. Thank you. You're dismissed.